want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want it all. Said I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all because I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. It's the best in the game. Best in the biz. About that time, and you know what it is. Coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth. Never gonna lie. Never gonna lose. Always on top. Keeping it steady. He'll make you tap out and you won't be ready. He got the suplex breaking your back. Now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz. So we got a pretty badass main event on this past episode of NXT. I mean, talk about legit layers of false finishes, layers of uh, bringing you up and down, emotional roller coaster, and physical storytelling is what you witnessed on this uh, past episode of uh, NXT, uh, and welcome to the Taz Show. Thanks for downloading this episode. So, yeah, man, um, I got to tell you, uh, they really uh, they went they went to another level with the finish. Uh, it was great between Champa and uh, Black, uh, Tommaso Champa and uh, Alistair Black. And for those that don't know, it's a spoiler. Well, it's not really a spoiler because it's kind of public knowledge, but, like you know, some people maybe didn't watch NXT yet, so uh, I'm going to let you know who the champion is as a new champ, and his name is Champa. And it was a layered up finish. I'm talking the match was excellent. It wasn't just a finish. The match was excellent. So I don't want to like kind of discredit the match, but you know, I, I'm not sure who. Maybe it was Triple H, it was Shawn Michaels, or whomever was behind some of the uh, the physical storytelling and the storyline of the match, especially going into the finish. It was several false finishes, ref bump, ref out. I mean that that's basically the long and short of how how it how it ended was very uh, very good. It was basically ref took a big bump. There was an exposed uh, concrete on the outside from the guys working earlier in the match, and then the ref boom gets bumped out there and lands hard, and he's out hurt. And um, and then basically, you know, they they you know while Black is checking on ref trying to get the ref back up. You know, Champa uh, is down. I think he got the he got the big kick, the big finish by by uh, he had him he had him beat. I should say he meaning Black. So Black had yeah. Now it's come back to me. Black had um, Champa beat in the ring, um, and then the uh, remember just think bring back up. So I'm thinking out loud. It's easy if I just think out loud. So I'll work with me through the finish on the exposed concrete. Uh, the referee uh, was arguing with Champa, and then. Uh, Black pushes Champa. Champa hits the ref. The ref takes the bump on the concrete. Then that's where I'm now. And now it's clicking with me. Black mask by Alistair Black. One, two, three, four, five. But he's down. He's pinned. Champa's pinned, but the ref's out. And Black is frustrated. The people are frustrated because, as rare as it is in this day and age, you know, you got a guy like Champa who's got heat. He's a he's a heel in that building down in Orlando. People don't like him, which is cool. So. You know, when once uh, I'm trying to remember, now, once Black went to check on a ref, uh, the ref was down and hurt. You know, then Black wasn't able to get the ref to his feet, and then Black went back in the ring. Champa was down, knocked out from the Black Mask, kind of uh, you know playing a little bit um, possum per se, and then he kind of gouged out the eye. He kind of thumbed the eye of uh, Black while Black was selling. Then Champa went outside the ring and grabbed the NXT World Championship, Black's Championship. It was very cool, very smart. That's why I just, I, 
I just wanted to call it out here as I'm as I'm remembering it because it was very cool. I mean, and and that was just the beginning of the end. <laughs> so as uh, the ref is still down, you got Champa with the title belt. He's gonna destroy Black, and out of nowhere, uh, there goes Gargano, and he ends up hitting a big super kick and knocks down Champa. Goes to take the title from Gargano. Goes to hit Champa. Accidentally hits Black. Black is dazed from the belt. Champa bumps out of the ring, uh, uh, Gargano, and then Champa hits his finish, boom, on the face. And then next thing you know, you're crowned the new NXT champion. So it was uh, excellently done. I mean, it was very, 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 very cool. Um, and the match itself uh, was really – I'll get into the rest of the card in a minute, but the match itself was great. And and that's what, you know, that's what takes you um, – that's what helps make a great match is if you can and I've talked about this in the past if you can layer up and put in false finishes uh false finishes that make sense false finishes that are cool false finishes that get you on the edge of your seat um you know I consider myself kind of jaded where I don't it's tough to hook me on false finishes but I'll get myself sunk sucked into a match where i'll allow myself to let my guard down a little bit and just enjoy the match as a fan um and even then i still find myself like all right now this is gonna be a falsey all right this will be a falsey this one will be and i know and i gotta tell you there's a couple times in this match where they got me you know (laughs) they definitely got me um really it it was it, it was very impressive it was very impressive it was well done um uh, and these two young men deserve a lot of credit. You know, I didn't know. I saw the spoilers a couple of days ago that they crowned a new champion in in uh, in Tommaso Ciampa. Now, I I didn't know what the deal was because I remember talking about it on one of my NXT reaction shows here maybe a couple of weeks ago. A lot of you guys might remember what I said. Um, I believe I said that um, I think that the new champion should be uh, Ciampa, I believed. And then I said, I think eventually it should go to EC3, and I really do believe that. Um, uh, I think that's what I said. Maybe if you guys, you know, once you're hearing me, tweet me. Remind me what I said, if you don't mind, because I don't remember, um, because I think both of those guys would be great as hood ornaments, as champ. Um, Ch- Champa is a great uh, a great on the microphone, as is EC3. They both have looks of champ of champions, but... Alistair Black, as awesome as he in the in the ring, and his physicality and his cool look and his music and the whole dark persona and the gothic gimmick Jones, tattoos, ink everywhere, all that's cool as shit. It really is. But he just he's gotta work on his promos a little bit. He just gotta work on his promos. It's just not I, I'm not knocking, you know, young brother. I'm just saying he's gotta work on that and get better at that to be a world champ. Look, the guy's gonna make a lot of money and be be a big star in WWE, Alistair Black, for a long time. I really feel that. Um, but I just think he could get to another level if he gets a little better with his with his promo work. It's vital. It's not important, it's vital. So to be at the tippy top level. Now, EC3 and, you know, uh, uh, Champa, the new champion in, in NXT, you know, both these guys wrestled on the mic and both look great. So, I mean, we'll see. I could have I could have sworn that I mentioned Champa will be the next NXT champ and then go into EC3. I, I, at least that's what I was thinking while I was watching this match. But I know I saw the spoilers, and I know when I heard that, that Champa was victorious, I'm thinking, oh, man. 
Is that a problem for Black, for Alistair Black? Because sometimes, you know, if you don't have the title that long, the world championship, and then they take it from you, eh, that could be a KOD right there, brother. That could be a little kiss of death, but I don't think that's the case. You have to watch this match. They they got over uh, Alistair Black super hot in doing the job and dropping the title. He really got over huge. Um, this was an awesome, awesome match, and this kid deserves a lot of credit, credit Alistair Black. Uh, really, he had a beautiful spots and he's great with his feet, as you guys know, his his kicks and his uh, Muay Thai kicks and some of his roundhouse kicks and back heel kicks. Um, he went into a German suplex, which was phenomenal. He did a really nice German uh, and, and hit it and hit it hard and was on his you know right on his toes and a great bridge um, for a guy that tall. It was very impressive. Um, and you know the announcers, I have to say. On that, on that part of the call, they told a good little story there that it's been a while since we've seen, you know, him hit this, uh, you know, this German suplex. So, but the announcing for the rest of the match, I'm, I, you know, it's just, you know, I've, you guys know where I'm going here. I, I've, I've talked a lot about the announcing in NXT. For a while, I would just keep it on low or just not, you know, just not listen. You know, I just mute it. Um, I, you know, working hard. It's just, I, there's just no chemistry with these three cats, man. There's just none. And, you know, and Morrow's still yelling and screaming and, and let, you know, just let it breathe. Just let something breathe. Let something breathe. You don't have to scream at me constantly during big moments in the match. Let the audience absorb the friggin' moment. You know, and again, I know the man is a preparation nut, and I respect his work ethic being a morrow. But I, I, and I know you unfollowed me on Twitter tomorrow, and that's fine. Uh, last year or two years, I don't know, whatever. I don't care. That's all good, dude. When you do something great, I'll put you over it from my perspective. If it's not, I'll say it. And that's it. I don't care if you follow me, unfollow me. That goes for anybody. I'm not trying to be a dick. I don't care. That's, I don't do legitimate, honest, agenda free content to get Twitter followers from people on television. Or to be in fear of losing people following me. I don't give a shit about that. I really don't. Um, I, it's not about that. <laughs> so I'm I and I've put Mara over a good amount on his commentary, and I still did here. But I am saying that I just feel like sometimes it's just I'm being strangled while I'm watching the show from start to finish. I, I let me up. Let me up. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just being honest. And it's my opinion. I get paid to give my opinion. And if that's offensive to anybody, sorry. No problem. Whatever. I just, this is what I do. And that's that. So, again, the man puts a lot of work in my I know he does. But I just got, and it's such simple, easy fixes for him from an announcing perspective from, from my point of view. Things that I learned years ago in WWE for the men that this man works for. <laughs> you know, I, I the things that I'm talking about, I learned from Vince McMahon. I've learned from Kevin Dunn. You know, I, I you know, Michael Cole and I used to talk about this stuff all the time. Um, as far as when to back off of stuff, when not to scream and stuff. Yeah, some stuff you gotta you gotta, you know, blow the trumpet hard, as we would say, and scream it out and yell it out. Absolutely. But not too much and that's what takes away sometimes from great matches it's not about you 
It's about those two young men or those two young women in the ring that are tearing it up. It's not about, you know, it's not about you. And 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 I think that's important to remember for any announcer, you know. Um, uh, but look, it doesn't take away from that the NXT show this past episode I thought was very good. I enjoyed it. And I'll talk about some of the matches here shortly. But the main event really was... A was a main event They gave these two cats a good amount of time To apply their craft And go in there and tear it up And they did And several really cool spots And I told you there was a whole a whole boatload Of excellent, well-timed, well-placed False finishes I mean, no knock on Alistair Black Or Tommaso Ciampa I don't know either of those two young guys really at all but I know Triple H and I know Shawn Michaels. So I and I don't know if Shawn Michaels is at all these TVs. I know he's a trainer or he's involved with the training there at the performance center. I do know that those two guys, meaning Michaels and HBK, I'm sorry, Michaels and 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 Triple H, um amazing finish guys, amazing minds for main event finishes and layers of false finishes and and, you know, there's not a lot of guys in the business that have that kind of knack or that kind of ability to, to bang out finishes like we witnessed. Now, I'd love to know who built that finish in that match, all those false finishes in that, that black champa match. I would. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't Triple H. I mean, I'm sure he was involved. He runs the show there, and this is the NXT world title change. Uh, I guess, It's just my gut tells me trip, uh, that HPK was involved. Um, no matter who it was, it was awesome. It was awesome, awesome. Even if you don't like NXT and maybe you're a Ring of Honor fan or maybe you're just an old-school ECW fan and you want to hear what I say about some of the stuff, which I appreciate that. Maybe you're a TNA fan, whatever, and you don't you give a shit about, about uh, NXT. Yo, I promise you, just watch this main event from a wrestling perspective. Take whatever the frig it was, 15 minutes, and watch the match. Um if you're a wrestling fan, you'll enjoy it. It was it was well done. It was well done. I mean, now the thing with the false finishes and anybody who's a great finish man, which I wasn't a great finish man. I was I was decent at meaning I come up with finishes, but that wasn't I wasn't like one of the better minds, and I'm, I'm still not. I I I I can react to it and give different opinions off of it. Yeah, but to come up on a blank piece of paper, it's. You got to have a special skill with that. And I'm just being honest. That was one of my shortcomings, but I was never a booker. I had to worry about being a finished man like that. So, but the thing is, I do know this much as a wrestler and someone who's been fortunate to be in big matches, you, you know, you got to really be careful, like sometimes with too many false finishes where, you know, you're bringing the people up and down, up and down, up, and it goes to the point where it's like, all right, all right, let's just finish this already, all right. Now you end up prostituting some of those finishes because what makes a great false finish? Well, usually if someone hits their finish, right, that you guy usually ends a match with, he didn't hit the, that move throughout the match, next thing you know, it's like one, two, two and three quarters, whoa, he kicked out, whoa, you know, all that routine. Mamma mia! That could happen too. Um, that wasn't really the way Cole and I did at the booth, or Joey Styles and I, or you know Mike Tanay and myself. But I digress. But anyway, what makes it is the 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 hook, the false part of the ending, which is not really the ending, the false finish. So 
I do think you got to be careful if you do do the, if you do that too much. It could be a little dangerous, where you get to a point where you make the match almost come off like, uh, all right, well, yeah, this is just they're just hitting us with a zillion false finishes, and you stop. You as a fan don't want to go on the roller coaster emotional ride no more of this physical battle. You know that can happen. Did that happen with Champa and Alistair Black? No. <laughs> no, it didn't. This was done perfectly. It was close because there was a lot of false finishes, but it was good, man. They had me. I was in the whole match. I was in the whole match. Hey, guys, if you or someone you know is concerned about a veteran, please call the Veterans Crisis Line. Confidential support is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for, for veterans and their families. Simply call one 800 273-8255 And by pressing the number one You'll be good to go there Or you can uh, use the online chat function On veteranscrisisline.net Or you can also text 838-255 The Veterans Crisis Line, right? It's available to all veterans Even those not enrolled in VA healthcare So please uh, visit veteranscrisisline.net to learn more about recognizing signs of crisis, warning signs of suicide, and how to respond to a veteran loved one who might be in crisis. Again, 800-273-8255, and by pressing number one, or use the online chat function, veteranscrisisline.net, or text 838-255. So, as I was saying, the rest of the card I thought was uh, was really, really good. Uh, <clears throat> and I'll get into that in a little bit here, the NXT card. Um, what else? So next week with the Taz show, you're gonna get um, you're gonna get you know you're gonna get three shows like always, three podcasts uh, spread through the week, and I'm gonna have without saying the person's name. A special guest on one of the episodes, someone who has not been on the show in quite some time. A blast from the past. One of your, if you're an original Taz Show fan, uh, you know, you're a fan of this of this person, I promise you. I, I know you are. <laughs> so that's, you're going to get that, and, and we'll promote that probably on Sunday um, via social media, either on my Instagram at Taz Talk, T-A-Z-T-A-L-K, uh, and or on, um, on my uh, Twitter account at official taz with one z at the end so um that that'll happen also the the gimmick i've been talking about that i've been so stoked about um the fantasy draft series that i tweeted about the other night that is going to start that series is going to start next week and uh, I'm, I'm tempted to, to say it, but there's, you know, you got to be careful. The hacky birds are around, so you got to watch. They're watching. They're listening. You got to be careful. So you can't say it all right here. You just can't. <laughs> so, so um, you know, you got to be protective of your content in this day and age uh, when it comes to covering wrestling in podcasts and, you know, on-demand form. Uh, but, yeah, so that that is going to happen next week. I wish I could tell you more about it. It's going to be fun. Um um trying well yeah i i it's just tough to talk about more once the first podcast of the fantasy draft series is out then you'll get it you'll understand i'll be able to talk more free about it um it's a pretty cool idea i i got a feeling you guys are going to enjoy it uh, at least i hope you do because i put a lot of time into this so so um a lot of prep a lot of time a lot of thought 
And uh, and again, I really wish <clears throat> I could get into it here, but I'm not. You're going to get it next week. Um, it's the brand new fantasy draft uh, series. Now, now Seth will not be with me on that one. But speaking of Seth, Seth will be back on on an episode, a podcast that we will be recording, doing a separate fantasy draft, a top uh, top well top. It's okay. It's top male, uh, top male WWE something without telling you too much. It's going to be a FDE fancy draft edition one one podcast uh, where we're covering males WWE top ten, but I'm not going to not top ten wrestlers in WWE. Not not that something different. Just give you three quarters of the gimmick. How about that? I guess I'm a little paranoid. So <laughs> just the way I am, I, I I'm probably over the top ridiculous, but that's just my crazy mind. Uh, a little bit competitive, uh, so. I'm sorry for that. I can't help myself. But anyways, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna get into uh, the rest of the uh, NXT card here in a second. Uh, well, actually, on the other side of the. Uh, but first, I gotta let you know. Of course, support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and your family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence that you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's simple, guys, allowing you to fully understand all the details uh, to be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you, whether you're looking for your first home or to buy your 10th home. Doesn't matter. With Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient and has its trusted partners that allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at a touch of a button. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS Consumer Access. Org. Number 3030. So there you go, Rocket Mortgage. All right, so I'm going to go to break. Other side of break, we'll get into uh, some of the other stuff that went down on uh, this past week of uh, NXT. All right, Tash Show, sit tight, guys. All right, we're back here on the Taz Show, uh, getting it done here, talking some NXT. I just gave you a full depth in that first end of the show, talking about the main event where they crowned a new NXT uh, heavyweight champion in Tommaso Ciampa. So congrats to Ciampa. Uh, great job, excellent worker, uh, well-deserved. The guy paid, has paid his dues and busted his ass. And Alistair Black, the former, former champ, um, listen, that kid uh, has just got nothing but... You know, bright skylines ahead for him. Uh, he's just got a, a super bright future uh, within uh, the company. I mean, all these young wrestlers, these guys and girls, man, that are coming up or involved with uh, not just the WWE, but with um, being with NXT. It's, man, I, I have to tell you, I, if I ever bump into Triple H again um, or ever talk to him again, which Lord knows maybe I'll. Might not ever see him again, <clears throat> but if and when I do, I will say this: I will tell him that if I could go back in time and redo my career all over again, I have to be honest. 
I probably would would hope and wish that there is that NXT thing and that I could be in it <laughs> as a young, you know, 20 years old, 21 year old wrestler. Um, because, dude, it's it's just God, it really is being handled for the most part correctly, the right way. They look like they're having fun. I mean, the shows are always good. Um I, Hunter's got his finger on the pulse with that dang thing, and he's, he's got he's got the right guys in his, in his ear down there with him helping him out. Um, but as a younger wrestler, man, this is just like this. I watch it, and that's what I think about. I'm like, man, we didn't have nothing like this. We didn't have a spot like that to do stuff like that and get over like that and have veterans in our ears that behind the scenes to help us and work in the ring during the week at a great amazing dojo and with a complete gym to lift in and it doesn't cost me money to have a membership to lift and i was saving money and you know sleeping on the road in the hotel room with you know six different wrestlers and we you know the room was you know 60 bucks and we'd split it like you know like all those we all have those horror stories you know so uh including triple h he knows those stories he's lived that he came up the, the same way i came up um but it's really cool, man. I've, I've I've usually put over NXT and talked about it positively and strongly. Um, though, though, those young guys and girls are super motivated down there, and their their work rate is excellent. Um, it's just it's a lot of fun. It's they got a zillion resources, and they you know they could thank Triple H for that. At the end of the day, you're thanking the McMahon family. Uh, namely Vince, uh, for the funding. So, <laughs> you know, uh, that's a big plus right there. When you have those resources and that kind of funding, uh, you know, and you have the creative mind that Hunter has, I mean, along with the the, the power he has as a, as a front office, high brass, uh, you know, top-notch guy in the company, Triple H, you know, he, you know, he can just about do whatever he has to do to help make NXT bigger and better uh, every single night. So and they're doing it and he's doing it. So it's it's pretty badass. Um, they they started off pretty cool. What uh, my old friend Adam Cole, baby, you know Adam Cole, right? So Adam Cole's been on my show here in the past. Um, Adam Cole versus Sean Maluda. Now I I I really like Sean Maluda. I wish they were doing they would eventually do more with him. I remember seeing him in one of the tournaments. Uh, might have been like a 205 gimmick when they were doing that or something like that. I even think Mauro mentioned it like he's an alumni from there or something like that. I think it was that. I get confused with all his tournaments sometimes. But Sean Maluda um, really is a, uh, a talented kid, man. He's just – I like him a lot. Um, I like him a lot. And you could see, like, he knows what he's doing. He's got his shit together. And once he gets a, an opportunity to get a push somewhere, I think he's going to do well. Because he's got a very good look. He's a very unique look. Uh, you know, he's, he's definitely he's definitely catches your eye. I like him. I like him a lot. And Adam Cole, well, he's the bee's knees, as the kids are saying, right? He's, you know, Adam Cole's Adam Cole. He's, he's uh, you know, he's legit as legit can be. Uh, he's the North American champion. And I like I like this title. I like this this North American title. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you don't hear about it much, but it's, it's cool. It, it just kind of, it feels like the NXT's version of, you know, like the intercontinental title, you know, it's when you look at the belt, I'm not sure who really, who, who designed or made or, or, you know, put the belt together, but when you look at it, it's got a cool look, you know, it, it's, it fits, it's perfect for Adam Cole. 
you know, and I I like it. I, I I'm a fan of it. And, and North American Championship and the announcers put it over and sold it Adam Cole. And that part I'll get into a second. I'll get into you with in a second, where Adam Cole mentioned that he um has defended his title all over the place, uh, his North America title all over North America. So what they're doing, it's very smart. He is solidifying and galvanizing the title that it's it legitimately is a world championship type thing. But what I didn't like is that the announcers said it first, which is fine. They did their prep. They did their homework. But then Adam Cole said it. Now, well, who should say it? Who shouldn't? Well, it's always better when the talent, when the wrestler says it, as opposed to the announcers. If the announcers are going to say it, then the wrestler don't have to say it so how does that work behind the scenes i'll tell you what you should what you should do and what you're supposed to do and the right thing to do if you're a play-by-play or a color commentator is you go up to either the writer of that segment or the agent but what i used to do and you know is go right up to the wrestler so i would go right up to adam cole and say yo homie look here's the deal we are gonna hit or i'm gonna hit or morrow's gonna hit you know that you defend this title all over the world and all that kind of jazz okay uh we know you're cutting a promo at the end are you gonna say something like that or not and if he says yeah well actually i was gonna well then guess what the announce team needs to not say that so that's the thing you 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 have to communicate with the talent now maybe the announce team for nxt did that and adam cole said i'm not going to mention it and they could have changed his promo when he was getting ready to come to the ring that could happen, and the announcers, unbeknownst to them, they're not aware of that. So to give the announcers some credit and give them the benefit of the doubt, that definitely can happen, just so you guys know. That kind of detail I'm giving right there, probably no one's going to tell you that. So, you know, spread the words to your other wrestling fans, friends, that what I do here on this podcast. So I, I don't pull back the curtain all the time, but when I do, which is pretty often, but not all the time. I'm, I'm going to give you the right, honest layers, and that's how that's done. You, you, you have to talk to the wrestler that's cutting the promo and flat out ask him, are you going to say this or not? Because it's the shits when both say it, when the announcers say it, and then two minutes later you hear the wrestler on the mic if he worked, and he says the same friggin' thing. It's the shits. You know, I mean, maybe I'm nitpicking because as a former wrestler and as a former champion and as a former color commentator, I kind of lived all these roles and I, I know the right way to do this. And I know how I was taught is the right way. And that's how I was taught. And that is the right way. You you can't say it if you know the wrestler is going to say it. But again, just to give the announcers the benefit of the doubt, who knows? Maybe it was a situation where they, you know, added the promo uh, I'm sorry, added the line about him defending his title, um, you know, all over the continent or whatever, however they said it. Now, again, just to give you an example, like, I, you know, so that's just like one line in a promo. And, and like, I, I kind of, some might think I'm nitpicking, but like, that's what I do. Like, I, I don't, I guess it's dissecting, but I, I don't look at it like that. That's not what I try to do. It's just if something jumps out to me like that, most folks don't notice that the announcer said it, and next thing you know, the the wrestler said it. It's it's to me, it's that's a big deal. If it wasn't, I would not waste your time or mine on this recording talking about it. But it's important because it's 
Just think about what I'm telling you. you guys are educated wrestling fans. You know, if, if you've watched shit, tons of wrestling. So, you know what? You don't need to hear it on both ends. You just don't. It, 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 now, does it, are you going to lose sleep over it? No, you're not going to care. Am I going to lose sleep over it? No, I'm not, right? <laughs> I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But anyway, so Adam Cole, obviously, you know, he was victor- victorious, I should say, and they cut his promo. And But Sean Maluda had a good outing. Um uh, then, then uh, as Adam Cole was cutting his promo, Ricochet came out, you know, and and Adam Cole was a little shocked. And Rick, Ricochet's a huge baby face there, and he's a tremendous talent, as you guys know. Um, and basically, he, you know, he he kind of uh, called down uh, Adam, said to Adam Cole, you know, I'll fight you at, at NXT Brooklyn, um, at Takeover Brooklyn, or whatever they call it. As he got in the ring, meaning Ricochet, and Adam Cole was a little taken aback. Here's another little issue for me. You know, you don't want to do that. You don't want to have the guy say NXT Brooklyn when you're at a TV taping in Orlando. But you run the risk now of those people booing and getting pissed off that they're not getting the show, the match right there. Now, this show was edited, and so maybe they took out some of the boo birds because you couldn't hear it. Maybe they did some audio sweetening of the audience because you really couldn't hear if the crowd in the house was pissed. I'm assuming they were. I just don't like that you have a baby face say, I'll fight you, I'll fight you, let's fight in Brooklyn. Well, that's not tonight. That's not in Orlando where we are right now, and you're a good guy and I'm a bad guy. Well, what? What are you, soft? You got no balls? You don't want to fight me right now? I mean, that's kind of the overview feel that I think, you know, you you got to be careful if you're a baby face. If you're Ricochet, you got to speak up and say, ah, can we somehow get creative with the promo? So that heat don't fall on me See that's the thing right You don't want that heat falling on you And that type of baby face that Ricochet is He's a at whole baby face Meaning he is I guess today's version of what we would call Back in the day a white meat baby face Meaning that uh, they they sit home And eat potatoes and, and eat, eat turkey and, and drink milk with their mom and dad They're white meat baby face type thing And and that's what today's baby face Is it's an athletic Wrestler who can just Flip, dive, do this, fly around, get the people excited. Super athletic, like I said, and and that's what guys like Ricochet are, or guys like Undisputed Era are, or guys like Champa is. Uh, you know what I mean? Guys like like Johnny Wrestling, you know, Gargano. That's what these guys are. They're they're this day and age. Well, I shouldn't. Well, Undisputed Era is not YP babyface. Babyface is their heels. So bad example on that. But their abilities and the way they work. Um, but anyway, you, if you're Ricochet, you don't want that said. Like, you don't want to be the one to say that. And you got to tell whoever told you to say that, well, let's get creative here. Maybe um, maybe you say, I'll fight you right now. I'll fight you right here and now. And while I don't have to defend this North American title, too, I'm in NXT Brooklyn. You know, maybe I'd consider that, but I'm not fighting you. And this is now, this is obviously, you know. Uh, Adam Cole saying this I'm not fighting you Ricochet to hell with you I'm getting out of the ring I'm done I just wrestled Sean Maluda and I beat him um, You know and 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 As he's walking out of the ring So now you take it off the Baby face and you put the heat Where it belongs and where does it belong guys The heat belongs on The heel and that's Adam Cole baby Right so that's how you do that That's why I was a little surprised They had Ricochet say it's a very simple thing To do in the ring and I'm, I didn't write this down I'm just spitballing with you So you have him 
meaning Ricochet come out and say, yo, dude, I'm prepared to fight you. No problem right here, right now, as he's getting in the ring, because he did a slow talk and walk. He finished his promo once he got in the ring, Ricochet. As he steps through the ropes, I'll fight you right here, right now. And that place pops. They're not going to get upset. They're going to pop. And Adam Cole smiles. He says, ah, yeah. Here's the hook, though, bro. I don't have to fight you right now because it's in my contract. I don't have to defend this title to NXT uh, to, to take over. So you're not getting a shot right now, and I, I have no interest in fighting right now. I'm done. I just beat this kid, and I'm leaving. As he goes to leave, now you do the rest of your business. Where, for those that didn't see it, when Adam Cole was leaving the ring, and he was walking backwards on the ramp. He was ticked off. And then his his boys came out, Fish and O'Reilly, and they were behind him. And, you know, now all of a sudden Adam Cole started getting tough guy again, which is good heel, old school heat. Now it's like Cole's like, I, I got my boys now. Now I'm tough again. You know, and that's what you want to do. And then they did something cool where they hit the War Raiders music, and they, they felt like stars. They didn't have to do anything, and they felt like stars. And the place popped for them. I don't know if it was sweetened or not. And the announcers handled the War Raiders music well, and they made them feel like stars. And now you get the heels trapped. I go, well, we go to the ring. Okay, well, Ricochet's dead, and War Raiders got the, his back, and they, these guys are gigantic and mean and nasty. They're right behind us. Oh, shit, what do we do if we're at the Undisputed Era? Well, let's lead side ramp right, and let's get out of here. Uh-oh, look who's here now, Mustache Mountain. Boom. It was cool. It was a very cool segment. I love the way the show started for sure. They did a little uh, Shayna Baszler, uh, uh, Carrie Sane, contract signing with William Regal in the middle backstage. It was It was a little long, in my opinion. Um, I don't like that it was that long. Um, I didn't like the way it looked either. I got to tell you, I was a little surprised at a couple of things. Now, this will be a little nitpicking. Now, this is stuff, again, that most people don't notice, but I guess I got to get a life. So, okay. So, Regal's sitting in the middle. Okay, cool. We've seen him do a lot of this with Regal as the GM. He's the boss of it, and it's cool. He does a great job, and he's galvanized. He's set as that guy there, and he's a great guy for it. And you have Carrie on one side, you got Bezo on the other side, and this is to sign the contract for the uh, the takeover gimmick for for you know Carrie to get her shot again at you know uh, uh, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, yeah, you ain't got, you can't beat me, blah blah blah. You know she's wearing a Kiss shirt, by the way, K I S S, the epic rock band that performed War Machine, my old music. She's wearing a Kiss shirt, which I thought was very interesting. Usually, you're not allowed to wear, um, you know, uh, anything WWE or something plain. That's not usually not allowed. Uh, that might have slipped through the cracks because later on, when you saw her leaving the arena and she got into it with Candice LeRae, she wasn't wearing that Kiss shirt no more. Again, things you should notice that Taz notices. Digressing now, so back to the contract signing behind the scenes um, in the uh, in the conference room or wherever they were. They did. Uh, it's kind of weird. Like, and, and they might have done it in that room before on TV from the perform from uh, Orlando. I, I maybe they have. Pardon my ignorance. They could have. So many white walls. I was shocked. Like the walls are white with some posters and man, white on TV. You that's like a no no. And God, everyone in WWE production knows that. Everybody knows that. Triple H knows. They all know that. The cameramen, the, the producers, the directors. That's that's not just a WWE thing. That's TV guys. White doesn't play well. White background usually doesn't look good, and it didn't look good on this. Um, I was surprised they did that, that they shot in that room. Again, they might do in that room all the time. I don't know. I don't really like the look of it, just my perspective. Uh, 
just my thoughts on that. I don't know why. Just I kept looking at the walls. Like, why are they not covering the walls? Like, why are they not in a better spot? Why well, do it somewhere else? Like, what are they doing? Like, it just doesn't look good. You paint the walls. Don't don't have the walls white. What are we doing? You know. So I was surprised at that. Um, now they kept doing a deal where you know Carrie she signed a contract first. Shayna was telling us she's got no shot. She's got no shot. You're fake. Everybody's fake. You're a fake pirate. You act fake. This one's fake. Candace already belongs, you know, uh, being a housewife. She's fake. This one's fake. You know, so they're trying to go for that heel, angry, pissed off, rude, abrasive. Shayna Baszler, she does a good job as as a heel. I, I like how she pulls it off. She's really, really, uh, like, I'm. she's getting over with me huge. Like, for me, uh, as a fan of what she does, I'm really starting to like her character more and more, Shayna. Um, you could see that Carrie Sane's struggling, you know, her English isn't her first language. Obviously, Japanese is. So, you know, that's always tough. And I've talked about that in the past, like with Asuka or with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Sometimes that's tough when you're, you know, working under the umbrella for a company that's all about communication and talking people into the building. That's a little tough. So they did the deal. They both signed a contract. It was a little long. This thing probably went about one minute, maybe a minute and a half too long, in my opinion. Um, but whatever, it's neither here or there. Uh, Lacey Evans, she worked against a young lady, Tanila Price. It was more or less an enhancement match, and and you know it was all to make Lacey just you know put some shine and big shine on her. She's good. This girl's good. I mean, she looks great. Um, she's got a real. I've talked about it before. Her body. She's you know most of the girls in the company are muscular girls, but she's she is she's a bigger girl, like very athletically bigger. Like she she looks like she could you know, whoop your ass. Like you know she's <laughs> she looks great. I mean she's she's got a great look. I she's the lady of NXT. I like it. I like the gimmick. It's different. You know it's she's got a very you know like a throwback look. I've talked about this before a lot about her like that pinup girl look from back in the day. It's different. It's cool. It's innovative. I like the originality. I respect her creativity. Whoever came up with it. Uh, Bianca Blair did a, a pre-tape. Uh, I didn't catch the very tiny beginning. I don't know what else happened. Maybe nothing. I just caught her talking a good amount. Probably about I don't know forty seconds of the promo. I personally don't need to watch or listen to someone cut a promo that long to see if they got the chops or not. And this girl's got the chops. This girl's good. Bianca Blair, I'm just telling you, man, yo, trust me, this girl is going to end up eventually getting a big push and be a big star. Maybe not by the fall and by the winter, but it's coming. I don't know when, but it's coming. She is good. She looks real good. She works real well. She's very young. She's ultra athletic. They've promoted her athleticism and uh, i think she was a track and field athlete in college if memory serves me was at university of tennessee i think so somewhere down south of tennessee or south carolina i think it was university of tennessee um but anyway she she really i'm a big fan of hers and and i think bianca blair is going to be going to be uh going to be it the it it I and mean, she's really good so um I'm trying to think that that's the only stuff that really jumped out to me, to be honest with you. I mean, but at the end of the day, the, the main event was the anchor of this whole thing, and rightfully so. And it was great. And they did a great job with it. And I enjoyed it very much. So, and, you know, uh, I hope you guys, well, enjoyed what I did here very much. A little uh, NXT chatter for you. So, hopefully, what the hell? What is that guy doing? Hopefully you guys enjoyed this very much. A little teaser for you. How about that? Uh, <laughs> what happened there? Anyways, uh, 
had a lot of fun talking to NXT. It was a good episode. If you didn't get a chance to watch, go watch. It was good stuff. All right, guys, listen, I appreciate you. And if you're checking us out on Friday when it dropped, have a good weekend. If you're listening during the weekend, enjoy your weekend. All right, have a good one. Be safe. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah, said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names Back then when I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids' meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So go and pour another drink just to get away